Hey, it's our weekly streaming show, and here's a sneak peek at our top streamer of the week. Go get you some Kenny Pickett, rostered in just 16% of Yahoo leagues. Pickett was the QB21 last week against the Bengals, but the Pittsburgh offense showed a glimmer of light. Eddie Faulkner's first game at the helm, Colin plays. Pickett's got a great matchup against the Cardinals, just turned back the clock on Matthew Stafford. They rank 23rd in AFPA to opposing quarterbacks, so it's a nice matchup. Pickett still has great weapons to work with. They all seem healthy for what feels like the first time all year. They're using Pat Fryermuth, so expect some continued progression from this offense up against a vulnerable defense now let's get to the show welcome everyone to the most accurate podcast i'm one of your hosts brandon now with me is my fantastic co-host the great jen akins jen how's it going buddy going well i'm i'm excited lucky week 13 ready to do this streamers and streamers and stashes for I mean, not the final time, but we're getting close. Uh, I feel like it, you know, I feel like the first half of the season took forever. And then now that we're here, it's uh, it's going pretty quickly. It's exciting. I like the end. It's fun. You know, the playoffs are, are always fun, uh, especially for those that are actually uh, in position to go to the playoffs. That makes it even more fun. How are you doing? How was your uh, holiday? It was good. It was nice. Uh, I, I, you know, I've got two small kids, so I wouldn't say it was a relaxing time, but it was pleasant, and I enjoyed, uh, enjoyed being around them. We went and saw the new Trolls movie, which the girls uh, liked a lot, so that worked out really, really well. I always enjoy the movies. I try to tell my kids that their dad is a big movie fan, so if they ever want to go see movies, they can exploit that. I'm right. very, <laughs> very willing to do stuff like that. Uh, but I'm with you. I love this time of year. Um, I love. The, the playoffs, both in real football and in fantasy football, I have a blast uh, with all of that, so I'm doing good. Uh, welcome, everyone, to this weekly streamers show. We highlight the quarterbacks, tight ends, kickers, and team defenses you should target as streaming options for the upcoming week. As a reminder, we only discuss the streaming option if they're available in 40% or less of Yahoo leagues. So if your favorite option isn't discussed, they're probably rostered in too many leagues. I'm looking at, jo- at you, Jordan Love, right now. So uh, hello to everyone in the chat. Uh, we don't have any questions at the moment, so I'm just going to dive into these right now. I do want a little note on Kenny Pickett. He is dealing with an ankle, so if you're a little nervous about his ankle right now, then uh, go ahead and move on to my number two streamer, which is Gardner Minshew for the second consecutive week. Uh, you can even talk me into Minshew over uh, Pickett. I think this is a good week to stream quarterback. I think there's a few decent options that are available in pretty much most leagues. Uh, which is a nice relief after a few weeks of of just uh, trash out there. So uh, Minshew worked out pretty well last week, largely because he ran in a touchdown. Uh, he was the QB 13. Otherwise, he was a little dicey. But Tennessee is 21st in AFPA to quarterbacks. Uh, Minshew's super volatile, but he's got a nice group of weapons. Uh, Michael Pittman seems to be doing well. And the Titans are just struggling, especially in the secondary. They traded away Kevin Bayard a few weeks back. They're just not playing well. Um like I said, you could talk me into Minshew over Pickett, but I really like the trending direction Pickett's in with the new offensive play caller and the good weapons. Uh, and then I think the Colts would like to just run this game, even though uh, Jonathan Taylor is out. Zach Moss has shown that he can absolutely do it. Uh, and along those lines, Corey Jackson uh, is asking if they if they should pick up Zach Moss this week. Yes, you should. Zach Moss could be a league winner. I, I think he's going to be an RB1 uh, pretty much the rest of the way until Taylor comes back. And you never know. He's having surgery on that thumb. You never know how much time Taylor's going to miss on that. So uh, one more quarterback, then we'll hit Will Hayes' question here. Uh, Bryce Young at Tampa Bay. I don't love this one as much as I like Pickett and Minshew, uh, but you can tell a story where Bryce Young puts up 
fringe QB one numbers this week. He's he's been bad, but there's this strange like first week bump quarterbacks often get when they get a new play caller. So Frank Reich's out, Josh McCown's out, Deuce Staley's out. Um, all they really, if you watch the tape on Bryce Young, he he doesn't look terrible. He just looks like he doesn't have any time, and they have him doing five and seven step drops the way they were doing Justin Fields his rookie year. I don't really understand why they're doing that. So maybe they'll get the ball out a little faster, and he'll get to find the end zone this year. Again, Tampa Bay. 26th in AFPA, so it's a good matchup. I again, I don't love it. He's really risky. I'd rather Minshew or Pickett, but if you're desperate, I you can tell yourself a story where Bryce Young is there. Um, Jen, yes, Pittsburgh. I, I ask you about Pittsburgh constantly because they're just such an enigma of an offense. Like there's there's so much talent there, and there's so many players that make you just want to scream because they should, you know, like Deontay Johnson should catch all the balls all the time, and it's he's just up and down and up and down when he's healthy. Um, so with the new play caller, they did they didn't like the world on fire last week or anything, but they did like set highs in yards and they moved the ball better. Um, for the past. I think better than they have in like three years or something. So uh, what do you think of Pittsburgh for the stretch run? Are you acquiring any of the players in that offense? I think most of them, I think are already acquired. I don't know. Well, that I, I, I don't mean off waivers. I meant, I meant in general, you like, Oh, yeah. well, I was going to say, well, you know, cause I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm buying in with the, like the ones that I have, I, they're, they're now more in consideration for, for starting. Like for example, George Pickens, I have him on several teams and I, I didn't even contemplate starting him for the last few weeks. And now I'm like, okay, now we can possibly, they had a great, they were productive for the first time in a very long time. Uh, other than Jalen Warren, he was kind of a bummer. Uh, they didn't really definitely disappointing. Yeah. I mean, he was still fine. He put up some fantasy points, but and he got touches. So um, he did. Uh, and it's good to see Najee playing well. I know, yep. you know, I know you're a fan and, and that, that part is good, but yes, I mean, we, I think we need to see a little more, but I think the outlook is a little rosier than it was a week ago for Pittsburgh. And like you said, a lot of times when they do switch play callers and you do switch things up, you, you know, you do get a one week bump. So hopefully that's not what we saw here, but I think the way how stark the difference was in what they did without Matt Canada, I feel like that's uh, that's a good thing. I, I don't think that's a, a one week kind of thingy. I think we might we might see more of that moving forward. Excellent. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm interested, you know, and they keep winning. Interestingly enough, they're like the Pittsburgh's right in the midst of the playoff win. So uh, Will Hayes has a lineup question, needs a quarterback and a tight end to stream this week off the wire. Uh, has Jordan Love, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett or or Derek Carr? Um I like love the best because it gives you a little bit more rushing production, but you could talk me into Minshew or Pickett there. I just, I just think love has a little bit more upside and he's playing pretty well right now. Uh, Everett Higby, Henry or Dulcich. Uh, to me, that's Everett or Higby, but it's, it, what do you think, Jen? For me, it's going to be Everett against new England. I don't, I don't dislike Hunter Henry though against the Chargers. I mean, it's a really good matchup. I don't know who they're going to have at quarterback. I don't know if they're going to go back to Mac Jones, if they're going to go with Bailey Zappi. Uh, that's always a gamble there with Henry. But uh, I think at this stage, I'd probably just go Everett. Okay, that makes perfect sense to me. Uh, Toby, hi Toby. Uh, greetings and salutations. He says, uh, which waiver wide receiver to roster rest of season in a PPR? At Perry, Curtis Samuel, Jalen Hyatt, or Dontavian Wicks? Uh, so we're looking at stash options here for you, Jen. So as it's a stash question, which one of those is the most appealing to you? 
Well, uh, three out of four of those were in my stash article that went out this morning. So um, I do like them all as stashes, but if I had to pick one rest of season, I might go Samuel. Well, it depends on it depends on Rashid Shahid and uh, well, Michael Thomas is is on IR at least till week sixteen. So I guess it depends on Rashid Shahid and Chris Olave. I mean, if there's nobody else there, then AT Perry is probably a good a good guy to pick up. But I think Curtis Samuel is probably your more consistent guy there out of those. Okay, excellent. That makes sense to me. Um, I uh, I'm interested in what Jalen Hyatt did, did, but I'm I'm just not I'm just not super excited. I'm with you. I think Samuel is going to be more sustainable. Like the Giants receiving core. <laughs> I mean, he popped last week, it and did. there is the ob- you know we've been waiting kind of for that rookie breakout from him, and and the, you know the Giants are forced to reinvent themselves again. Uh, so they may do it with him, and they they they're off this week. Right. They're off this week, right? They're off this week. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, he's got, they've got two weeks to kind of integrate him back in if they want to. Uh, let's hear. Okay. Uh, Ray Ray asks, would we trade Brace Hall or Brees Hall for Sam Laporta? They have uh, HN, David Montgomery, and Bijan Robinson. Uh, you can do that. I'm okay. Laporta is pretty elite. Um, I, I would say, I want to, I want to know that you have a backup option for your flex if, if HN can't get right health wise. But as long as you've got the depth, uh, then I think you're okay. I think Montgomery and Bijan are going to be in your roster or in your lineup more often than Brees Hall. What do you think, Jen? Uh, yeah, Laporta is is great, but he's kind of hit or miss. So I don't know. I mean, I could I could talk myself into that, but I could also talk myself out of it. And just it depends on your other option at tight end. If you literally have no one and you're kind of riding a carousel of bad streamers then i would probably do it but if you have someone somewhat decent and like brandon said depending on your flex if you if you don't have a strong flex then i might just stay put excellent uh samson asked about my hat jen do you mind if i diverge into a little personal story about my hat real quick absolutely not let me kick back go for it yeah so thank you for asking Sam. so it says surge and it's a character from a book series um written by tim dorsey who's one of my favorite authors and it's a crazy book series i don't even know if i would recommend it i'd say read what it's about <laughs> and know that it's funny and if that kind of humor is your thing you'll love it and if not you won't so uh but i love his books it's like tw- there's like 25 books about this character named surge a story Forms. uh he signed the hat um i learned about this he writes about florida and it's almost like a historian side of florida like different parts of florida which is fun and my buddy in the military that i met in the military got me turned on to this guy's books and he died today and so i uh your buddy died or the no no, no i'm sorry tim dorsey the author oh i'm sorry no 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 sorry about that uh, Tim Dorsey, the other he died today, so he's um oh. so I, I wore that kind of a memory he's got one book left that i haven't read yet but this hat I um I went to a book signing with my buddy in DC and uh we got there way early and we picked up the Tim Dorsey newest book. This was like I don't know almost 20 years ago now and uh we ran into somebody who was like, "Hey, great books." And it was Tim Dorsey and he got there way early too and before the books that he sat there and chatted with us for like 30 minutes That's about awesome. um just the books and uh it seemed like the nicest guy in the world. And then when I deployed to Iraq, I told my dad before I left about that book signing and how nice Tim Dorsey was. So my dad being who my dad is wrote to Tim Dorsey when I was in Iraq and said, Hey, my son is in Iraq. And I just wanted to tell you that he, before he left, he got to meet you and you were so nice to him. And I appreciate that. And Tim Dorsey signed this hat, sent it to my dad, told him to give it to me, signed a, um, like a draft page from his most recent book and gave it to my dad. Just 
sent that to my dad. So it was just really nice. He's just a super, super nice guy and love the books and uh, sad to hear about his passing. I, I, you know, I don't know him or anything, but um, a couple hey, little you moments. you spent 30 minutes with him at a book signing, pre-book yeah. pre signing. You know him. Super, super nice. I wrote, we, we spent a long time discussing who would play Surge in a movie. Um, I always saw him as like a Michael Keaton. He, and uh, Tim Dorsey always said that Christopher Walken seemed like the right guy for him. So uh, gave you a little insight into what he was thinking. So Samson, thanks so much for asking about the hat. And Jen, thanks for uh, humoring me as I tell my, my long personal story. <laughs> um, all right, Will Hayes, uh, Love is playing Casey. You still think I should pick up Love now that the defense um, has been playing really good? Yeah, I, I just the rushing upside. If you want Minshew, that's fine, though, man. Like, I don't have a problem. Minshew's perfectly fine, too, up against Tennessee. Just been a little more volatile. So uh, Caleb wants to know, uh, both quarterbacks are on bye next week with Kyler Murray and Sam Howell. Uh, any potential streaming options for the following week? Options include Browning, DTR, Minshew, Young, Ritter, and Zappi. I, I think Minshew is the only player there that I'm super, super confident will start next week. So he's the one I would grab. Um, and he's volatile enough that he could put up a nice big number for you. So uh, that's what I would do if you want to get ahead of the game a little bit. So, all right. I uh, rambled on long enough. So, uh, Jen, it's time for me to ask you, uh, the most important question in fantasy podcast history, and that is, is it a good week to stream tight end? Uh, I hate to let you down here, Brandon, but no, <laughs> it's not. It's it's an okay week. It's not the worst week we've ever had in the history of streaming, but it is certainly not the best week in the history of streaming. We're just at the bottom of the barrel right now, especially in the streaming department, you know, with our parameters of having them be 40% rostered or under. It just leaves you with minimal options uh but you know i found some so uh let's let's get to it uh my first uh tight end option of the week is kate Otten. <clears throat> excuse me he is playing carolina this week he is 29 percent rostered kate Otten has the highest snap count right now among tight ends in 2023 uh, he's, yeah, he out he's out there for pretty much every play he's averaging four and a half targets a game uh, the Panthers are seventh uh, in tight end adjusted fantasy points allowed. So not the softest and not the most porous uh, defense when it comes to tight ends. However, uh, they are somewhat vulnerable. They did recently allow uh, Dallas tight ends to drop basically five catches for 55 yards and a touchdown two weeks ago. So they're a, a smidge vulnerable there. So K. Dotton is my first option. He's there, right? I mean, he's he's on the field a lot. They look his way. So he's, you know, not, like I said, not the best option, but he is an option. Price Picks is North America's largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform and one of the most exciting ways to play DFS. And best of all, Price Picks is simple. Just choose between two to six players and pick more or less than their Price Picks stat projection. It's that easy. And you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. But it doesn't stop there. PrizePix even offers in-game projections. Imagine gathering at the house, watching football with all your friends, and building an entry to cheer for together, with more Devonta Smith receiving yards, or less Justin Fields rushing yards. Now, you can. Just go to prizepix.com accurate, and use the promo code accurate to match your first deposit up to $100. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Uh, second guy is Chigakonkwo uh, against Indy. He's 26% rostered. He hasn't been great this season. I mean, let's be real. He really hasn't. Uh, we all were kind of excited about him heading in 
thought, okay, with the limited pass catching options in Tennessee, even, even with Hopkins. So anyway, he broke a slump uh, this week. He had four catches for 45 yards. So yeah, the Colts are 28th in adjusted fantasy points allowed. They're allowing 12.0 half PPR points each week to a tight end. So he's an option. Hopefully uh, they look to him this week against the Colts, because like I said, they are in the bottom uh, of the league against the tight end. Third guy I have is Tyler Conklin. Uh, He's playing at home against Atlanta. He is 16% rostered. He's been a nice little safety valve for whoever the quarterback is, right? Whether it's Wilson or Boyle. Uh, He, you know, he, he had five, he had, I'm sorry. He had five targets last week, which were third after Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. So, I mean, he's in the mix. Falcons are allowing 10.7 adjusted fantasy points allowed uh, to a tight end per week. The good news with Conklin, he has a good game this week, and then he plays Houston, Miami, and Washington, who rank 29th, 17th, and 23rd against the tight end. So you can grab Conklin this week and just ride him out through the playoffs uh, if you're in that streaming world and don't feel like doing that anymore. Uh, And then I actually have a bonus tight end this week. Excellent. I don't usually go with a bonus tight end, but... I wanted to throw it out there. Juwan Johnson against Detroit. He is only 9% rostered. Like we talked about earlier, all their wide receivers are hurt. So he had seven targets last week once all their wide receivers were hurt. So we don't know exactly who's going to come back, whether Alave, Shahid, whatever. But uh, if they're down a couple bodies, Juwan Johnson might be a guy that kind of steps up there. Excellent. Your old friend, Juwan Johnson. Yeah. I, always, I always think of you when I think of Juwan Johnson. So. Uh, yeah, I've been a fan, but he, you know, unfortunately, I thought this season would be would be the year because Adam Troutman was gone. And I mean, Taysom Hill is always there as kind of an annoying little. <laughs> Care, care, careful. I know. Our, our producer, Sal. I, I know. I, we, Sal, we, we didn't mean it. We didn't. Mean as it was coming out of annoying. my mouth, yeah. I was like, Sal's going to like. <laughs> somehow cut me out of this podcast all of a sudden technical diff i'm gonna have that little screen technical diff. yeah he's got the music in the background that's how it works all right uh- anyway <laughs> I, I do like juan johnson i like him this week it's like i said especially if they're down some pass catchers someone's got to catch the ball there or at least attempt to all those guys with good touchdown potential too i like those options yeah. jen thank you very thank much you. for that uh mcbucket's production asks if they should trade devon a chan for and christian kirk for justin jefferson in a full ppr looks like they have cmc gibbs and keaton mitchell and they have chris alave nico collins uh drake london hollywood brown uh i think you gotta you gotta swing i i would make that swing what do you think jen yeah i wonder if that's keaton mitchell or elijah but um i guess it doesn't really matter but, oh uh, yeah, I assumed. I, I, I guess don't know. yeah. If if it's CMC insurance, then that's fine. Too. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It could be either one. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you, I don't think you. I mean, yeah, I think that with you having, let's see, you have Alave, Collins, London, Hollywood. I mean, I don't think that Kirk. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna miss Kirk that much. He's kind of right in the mix there in the middle. So yeah, why not go for it? Oh, he wrote. Uh... <laughs> oh, both of them. I missed that oh, Mitchell Mitchell times two. Times. Both Mitchells. Yeah, yeah, even both. better. Even better, yeah, so. we both did not get that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, McBuckets. Uh, all right, Jen. Uh, yes. The other most important question I have to ask you this week yes. is, uh, is it a good week to stream kicker? It's not bad. Kicker's okay. Not the best. Uh, we are, as we all know, there's a lot of teams on a buy on buys this week. There's six teams. Three of them are starting kickers. So a lot of you out there are going to have to replace Justin Tucker, Tyler Bass, Daniel Carlson. Uh, So, yeah, first guy I have is a repeat from last week, Jake Moody. He was my number one last week. He's going to be my number one this week. 
even though I will say last week, uh, my bonus was was uh, Blake Groupie, who ended up being the number one kicker. Crushed on the week, it. And he was Crushed my bonus. It. But anyway, so yeah, Jake Moody uh, on the road against the Eagles. He is still 35% rostered. So he still, he still counts here in the streaming category. Uh, San Francisco, they're a field goal favorite on the road, and they have uh, their team implied total is 25 points. So he's the best option out there. If, uh, oh, Chris Allen in the chat, our old friend who used to be on this show with us. Love it. Um, all right, sorry. Let's move on. Um, my second option is Matt Amendola. Um, I did have slash other, but right before uh, the podcast, uh, saw word that they, they re-signed him to the practice squad because they tried out Brett Marr and some other guy that I can't remember the name of right now. Um, so it was kind of a iffy, like we, we still didn't know who was going to be the kicker, but it looks like it is going to be Matt Amendola. He is 9% rostered. Uh, Houston is playing at home against Denver. They are three and a half point favorites with a 25.5 implied team total. So he's my number two guy there. Uh, number three guy is uh, Chris Boswell. We talked about the Steelers a little while ago, ramping, nice. up, a, ramping up a little bit. So we're going to ramp up the kicker. Uh, he's at home against Arizona. He is 17% rostered, and they are five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Cardinals with a 23.75 implied team total. So he's my third guy. And then, of course, I have a bonus. Usually the, my bonus is like a super low-rostered random, but uh, I just couldn't decide between Boswell and Matt Gay. So Matt Gay is my bonus. He's on the road in Tennessee. He is 21% rostered. He was kicker seven last week. So let's do it again. He's a two-point favorite with a 22.25 implied team total. Colts are moving the ball. Not too bad at all. Yes, our, our friend Chris Allen, thank you so much for watching. Great to say. Asks what my beer choice is tonight. It's it's winter time, so I'm starting to do the winter ales, the porters. So this is uh, a Blackview Porter by uh, Deschutes Brewing. Um, still one of my favorite porters, even though Deschutes has been around a long time. Uh, there's always new craft beer popping up. It's hard to pick a favorite, but uh, still enjoy that Blackview Porter. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, great to chat with you. Chris just beat me in a in a in a matchup in a fantasy league in a, oh, yeah? in, a in a league that I I I hope I'm competitive in. So we'll see. Uh, congratulations to Chris, and we miss you, buddy. Uh, Caleb Detford has a tight end question for us. Uh, they have Trey McBride and Sam Laporta. Is Pat Fryermuth a good ad or pointless? And how would you rank the three? Uh, McBride, Laporta, I write even together. I would probably put Laporta above McBride just because he's been doing it longer, but both are really good. Fryermuth is a step down for me. And unless you're in a tight end premium league um, or you start two tight ends, I, I think it's, I would lean pointless. I just don't think it's necessary. Uh, unless you really want to trade Laporta or McBride and then. Uh, have Fryermuth as your backup. But in most one tight end leagues, I, I don't even roster two. So, uh, Jen, do you have a different opinion? No, I have the exact same opinion. Pointless. I think, listen, Fryermuth is a great ad this week if you're struggling. Uh, like, for, I I'm in a league, for example, where I have Kincaid as my only tight end, so I have to come up with someone this week, so I will put in a claim for him. Uh, but if you have Laporta and McBride, there's absolutely no reason to get Fryermuth. Uh, Roland dropped uh, Rasheed Rice for Justin Watson right before Rice's breakout. I'm sorry, Roland. That's uh, the, uh, as Curtis Blow would say, them's the breaks, unfortunately. But, uh, well, but yeah, fantasy football could be absolutely cruel, especially if you're talking Chiefs receivers. Yep. Like, you just it's always going to be like that. It's 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 roulette. Oh, too bad. Uh, Eric uh, was happy with the Gino Smith call last week. Uh, thank you, Eric. Appreciate that. Uh, would we start Gino in a super flex over Camara or David Montgomery? Uh, I wouldn't. The Cowboys defense is vicious and the Seattle offense doesn't look great right now. I think Montgomery is the safest play there in a PPR. You can talk me into Camara. What do you think, Jen? Uh, I agree. I usually, 
I usually prefer a quarterback in a super flex, but when you're, it depends on your other options. But if you're talking Kamara or Montgomery, I would, I would, I would lean that route over Smith. Really, really uh, good options there. Uh, uh, kind of a plethora of choices for you, Eric. A good problem to have. Uh, all right. So uh, before we get into defensive streamers, I want to take a minute to talk about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. Go to slash accurate and use code accurate for a first deposit match up to $100. Uh, for week 13, I'm Ian George Pickens against Arizona. We talked about that Pittsburgh offense a little bit. I think he'll get more than 45.5 yards with a new offense, soft matchup ahead of him. Uh, I also like Brandon Aubrey to get more than 1.5 field goals at home on Thursday night against the Seahawks. Uh, Dallas scores a lot, so Brandon Aubrey not always getting the field goal opportunities, but he's eclipsed that number seven times this year, and the Dallas offense is really clicking. So those are the two that I like this week. Don't forget to go to prizepicks.com slash accurate. Use code accurate for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is daily fantasy sports made easy. So uh, back to streaming. I want to talk defenses now let me bring up my notes and uh <laughs> <laughs> it's a great week to stream defense Yay. there's actually lots of really good options out there so uh we've talked about some of these matchups already but i'm going to kick it off with the defense that i pick every week when I, when i can and that's the jaguars uh roster in just 33 of the leagues going up against yosemite jake browning uh and the cincinnati Bengals. so uh jags are playing at home uh they were the defense special teams 18 against Houston last week, and Houston's not a very good matchup. So uh, four sacks last week, hoping that pressure will continue. The Jags weren't always getting after the quarterback early in the season, but it looks like Trevon Walker and Josh Allen are both clicking. Uh, Browning had a pick and a fumble last week. The Bengals don't look good without Joe Burrow, and the Jags are still tied for fourth in turnovers force this season. So uh, I like the Jags. I think it's a great option. You can grab them and probably keep playing them for a while. If the Jags are not available in your league, uh, there's a lot of really good, like, decent defenses with great matchups. Atlanta at the Jets is really tempting. Atlanta's not a bad defense. They were the defense special teams eight last week against the Saints. Uh, the Jets are 31st in AFPA to opposing defense special teams. Uh, the Jets are also tied for 27th in turnovers. Uh, they're 30th in points scored. They're awful. They're looking at Tim Boyle right now. Uh, sounds like he's going to get another chance to start. So I, I like Atlanta. I think it's uh, very worth streaming the Atlanta defense this week. And then I, I like Colts at Tennessee. We talked about the struggles of Tennessee. We talked about how much we kind of like the Colts. Uh, so, you know, Colts were the defense special teams 11 last week against the Bucks, which are a better offense. Uh, Colts are 11th in turnovers force. They're tied for third in interceptions. Titans are 27th in points scored, 19th in AFPA to opposing defense special teams. Really struggling on the offensive side of the ball. So I like that Colts defense. And I've got a bonus defense. Ooh, yeah. love it. Uh, so we talked about Bryce Young and the upside he has, but ultimately betting against that offense is still a good option. And so the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, you know, they're going up against Carolina. They're 29th in the FPA, 29th in points scored. Like Carolina is a really good matchup for a defense in Tampa Bay. Uh, they at least have some opportunistic players on that defense. So um, expect expect some turnovers and probably a low scoring uh, affair by the Panthers ultimately. So that's my bonus Tampa Bay defense. They haven't been playing great lately, but that's my, it's my bonus defense. <laughs> I like it. Excellent. Um, all right, let's just dive right into your secret stashes, Jen. Um, oh. Who should we be looking at for next week and beyond? Okay. So I brought, I brought three stashes with me this week. First one is for week 14. And that is Khalil Shakir. He is 17% rostered. So he's off this week. Uh, but the next three contests <clears throat> have legitimate shootout potential, right? They're playing the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. 
in the slot there, he might get a lot of work. So, uh, you know, when, the, when there's a shootout happening, possible, you know, yeah. So I like Khalil Shakir. Uh, it's tough there, right? You, you don't know after digs, it's always kind of a, okay, are we looking at Gabe? Is it a Gabe Davis week? Is it a Khalil Shakir week? Is it a Kincaid week? Uh, but I feel like, you know, the next three weeks have the potential. And if you're, if you really are in need of a flex or, or someone to grab, uh, he's my guy there from week 14. Obviously, like I said, they're off this week. So that's why he's a stash. Uh, and then as far as the rest of this, the uh, season goes, <clears throat> second guy I have, I actually had last week, but I'm going to throw him up here again uh, just because maybe people didn't pick him up. And that's Josh Palmer. He's only 27% rostered. Uh, he's eligible to return this week. You know, he had 60 yards or more in four of seven contests so far, and he averaged 6.3 targets from weeks two through eight. So as we've said, Quentin Johnston is not the person that we wanted him to be, at least not yet. So uh, Josh Palmer in that offense might be a, a sneaky guy to grab. Uh, people might forget that he's coming back from IR. Easy to forget about him, right? Because yeah. he's been gone. But yeah, right. I, love I it. mean, in between Johnston and Guyton, like it's just not really happening. So maybe Palmer will come back and sorry my cat wants the window open of course during this. okay <laughs> the third guy is someone that toby mentioned earlier and that is uh dontavian wicks he is zero percent rostered right now so he was out last week with a concussion but he's kind of coming on right he had 10 catches for 191 yards um on 12 targets in weeks 9 through 11 he does have a tough game this week against kansas city so uh, he gets the Giants in Tampa Bay after that, who are 24th and 29th in adjusted fantasy points allowed to wide receivers. So if you're desperate, you need a random guy that, that might you might be able to flex in there. Dontavian Wicks. He's free in every single Yahoo League at the moment. Excellent. I love it, Jen. Uh, those Green Bay pass catchers, like one of those guys is going to like keep popping and emerging and all right. that. And Wicks, Wicks has looked good when he's gotten opportunities. I love it. Uh, Toby wants to know what we think about rostering two defenses if you're able to. If you've got the roster space, uh, I don't mind that at all. I've got the Jags and Philly in one of my leagues right now that I'm just jockeying based on on matchups. Yeah, I, I think, I think this is the time of year to do it. I was just going to say the literally exact same phrase. Oh. This is the time of year where I usually grab a second and – um, and plus, you also don't want your opponent in the playoffs to be able to get a good defense. So, yeah, uh, if you part have, of yeah. streaming is reducing others' ability right. to stream. And I yeah. feel like, you know, you can if you can afford to give up that random gamble, you know, handcuff stash that you have uh, in favor of a second D, then now is the time. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a good idea. Uh, Lindorfins wants to know Logan Thomas and Kyle Pitts. They keep trying to choose between should they cut bait with one of them for Juwan Johnson and a half PPR. Uh, so, Jen, uh, tight end question. <laughs> would you cut one for Johnson and which one would you start this week, I guess? I mean, I would have cut. I personally would have cut Pitts a long time ago, but that's just me. me you know me. I'm not I'm not a uh, I, I don't I don't do the Kyle Pitts thing. Uh, so I would have cut him a long time ago and Logan Thomas uh, was actually in my dead weight uh, this morning as well. So I think he he's droppable. I don't know if <coughs> Juwan Johnson is your solution uh, there where it's kind of like, I, like I say, you're shuffling chairs on the Titanic or whatever the expression is there. Um, but yeah, I mean, for this week, I would start Juwan Johnson against Detroit over those guys. Um, and then I don't know. You know, the rest of season, let me take a quick gander here. I don't I, who would I don't. you rather cut? Logan Thomas or Kyle Pitts? Um I get in my, my unbiased opinion, I, I guess it would be Logan Thomas. I mean, Kyle Pitts has potential, clearly, but it's just not happening. So I guess I would cut Logan Thomas if I 
uh, if I was not being biased, but if it was me <laughs> and it was my team, I'd probably cut pits because I just can't, I can't deal with the mental anguish of that. Uh, but yeah, I don't hate Juwan Johnson. Honestly, like you said, if you're stumbling and bumbling and you're over it, then just get some, sometimes it's get a fresh outlook, get a fresh body in there. Like Juwanson or Juwanson. Hey, that's not a bad, maybe that's not bad. Not a bad <laughs> nickname. I like it. <laughs> Whew, okay. Hello, Mr. Scapers. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Neek wants to know if we would trade Raheem Mostert and Puka Nakua for Calvin Ridley uh, based on Puka's closing schedule and Mostert perhaps losing touches. Um, I can kind of go either way on this, Jen. This is a tough one for me because Calvin Ridley has been really good for a couple weeks, but he also is super inconsistent and difficult to trust. So uh, where do you stand on that trade? Uh, it's tough because if... If a chain comes back, um, then Mostert is is ex more expendable. But if he actually doesn't, then I would probably maybe hang on to those. Two. I don't know if you're giving up too much for Ridley. Like you said, he's pretty inconsistent. Uh, for me, the leagues I have him in, he's a nightmare like lineup decision for me. Like every right. week, I'm going. Do I start Ridley? Do I not? Like it's it's tough for me. So I'm a little biased. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I don't have him, so it's not a personal, like, I just don't. Yeah. Like you said, he's one of those guys, but honestly, all three of those guys are kind of the, do I start him? Do I not at this point? So um, like, like Neek says, the, the Rams have, have a tough schedule coming up defensively. So I don't know. Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> I think ultimately I'd probably hold on to Mostert just because regardless of how many times we count him out, he just seems to produce. So I'd probably, right. I mean, Wilson is getting more touches though, but it's true. It's true. But Mostert will ramble, you know, he'll end up in the end zone uh, and then you'll be frustrated. So yeah. <laughs> uh, Roland wants to know if they should start Taysom Hill or Pat Fryermuth in a half PPR. Uh, I like both those options, honestly, but I'd go with Fryermuth. What do you think? I'm well, I may go hill. I don't know. Arizona is surprisingly uh pretty stout against tight ends. Yeah, they got those they're, athletic linebackers. Yeah, yeah, they're fifth against the tight end, and uh the Saints are down some pass catchers, so I might go hill there. Okay, I, I like that. That works fine for me. Uh crew seven start two and a half PPR, Tank Dell, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. So which one sits out of that group? Um, to me, that's that's Devontae. I I like, I love all of them. I don't want to sit any of them and you can talk me into any of them, but I'd probably sit Devonte because Dell's been so good and explosive lately and Waddle plays Washington. So I was just going to say, um, sorry. Um, yeah, for me, it's Smith as well. Sorry. Uh, that's all right. Yeet man, uh, which is a great name. Yeet man uh, wants to know a chain and T Higgins for Travis Etienne. I'm guessing that's a trade. Uh, request if you're getting ETN, then I like it. I think you're, uh, I think T Higgins is tough to trust right now, and yes, uh, and ETN's really good, so <laughs> so that's that's the way I like it. Um, and I think that's it for the questions. Do Jen, do you have any final thoughts before we go this week? No, I, I don't think so. We're uh, no, we're we're good, I think. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm excited about this week. I mean, we're, we're two weeks away from, well, depending on your league, but we're two weeks away from the playoffs. So hopefully uh, everyone can survive these next two buys. This is a really difficult, uh, really difficult stretch for buys. And I think I, as we were talking about before the show started, uh, 
I didn't plan properly for this week 13. Uh, <laughs> I sit here and I preach it all the time. And then I, I, I got myself in a nice little hole in one league that I, I don't think I'm going to be able to fill. And I'm currently in third place and, and still fighting for a playoff spot. And I may not get it because of buys. And I have a fantastic, oh, no. I have a fantastic team. They're just, I'm, I have three guys, three very key component men that are uh, out this week. So oh, no. prepare those of you, like if you have look at week 14 now and uh, prepare and pick up these guys this week because they're not going to be there next week. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've got an issue next week. I'm going to have to address at quarterback, but I'll get there. Uh, what since two more questions came in, okay. I'll, we'll answer those real quick and then we'll get going. Uh, Jake Piazza wants to know in a half PPR, do we expect a bounce back for Thielen or should they flex Javante? I'm actually going to say yes to both of those. Um, I do think we get a bounce back from Thielen, but I also would still start Javante Williams over him anyway. Uh, I just like the way Denver's offense is going right now. And I think that Denver versus Houston, I think Javante's going to be able to find enough room there. Uh, would you start Thielen over Javante, Jen, or would, do you prefer Williams? I don't know. That's tough because Thielen actually has a good matchup. So I, I do, like you said, I do feel like we'll get, we'll get a mini bounce back there. Um, and Javante, I'm not sure. Is he... I know he got nicked up a little bit. I don't know what his status is right He's now. He's supposed so. to be okay. Like I would okay. make sure I've I would make sure I'm monitoring yeah. that status, but yeah. um, but he's supposed to be okay. So if we'll he's okay, I, I don't hate starting him over Thielen. But I yep. do like Thielen this week for a bounce back. So basically the exact same thing that you said. <laughs> uh Kevin M needs to open up a spot to stream quarterbacks, drop Brandon Cooks, Jaden Reed, or Elijah Mitchell. Uh at this point, this is I Jen talked about early. This is the time of season where I start to drop handcuffs. So like Elijah Mitchell will be the drop for me. Uh, I'm okay dropping Brandon Cooks, but Elijah Mitchell will be my drop. What do you think? Um I think any of those three are it's tough. We we just talked about the, the Packers receivers and Jaden Reed is one of those guys where he may pop off for a couple touchdowns or he may do nothing. And so I feel like he's kind of droppable also. Um, but like you said, Eliza Mitchell to me, um, he's, he's the one with no standalone value. So CMC, you know, knock on wood seems to be pretty, pretty good right now as far as health goes. So I'd probably go Mitchell, but I don't hate if, if you want to hang on to him, um, I, I would, I, you could talk yourself into either one of those other two receivers to be dropped as well. And I'd rather drop cooks over, over Reed, but Jen's completely correct. Both are droppable if you need to, uh, scampers has Taysom Hill, uh, at quarterback in dynasty one quarterback this week. So, uh, we're hoping we're, we're, we're hoping for you scampers. Hopefully Taysom Hill will, uh, turn in a good week for you. Good luck, everyone. Uh, in your uh, in your matchups this week as we gear up toward the fantasy playoffs. Thank you so much to everyone in the chat. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. We're here every Tuesday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So come join us throughout the season live on the 444 YouTube channel. Discuss streamers that'll get you through your fantasy season. You can follow us on Twitter at NFL and at 2GuysBrandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a good day.